Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 Initiative. Here we go. Let's podcast. Folks, this is uh, Catholic Radio, but in a different format. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Father Nathan. And Father Mike. If we were going to have a call number, what would it be? Uh, the call number uh, would be uh, 1-800... Uh, one eight hundred banter seven. Oh, I was thinking of the R seven KTCL that thing KCPM. Yeah, KCRN Catholic Radio Network. Uh, I just got off of Catholic Radio Network uh, today. Uh, grateful to be on the two thousand twenty one phoneathon uh, right. to support Catholic Radio Network. Uh, folks can listen in. Uh, Springfield, Missouri, Wichita, Kansas, Colorado Springs, Denver, uh, Longmont, and maybe a few other places, but those are the ones. And Kansas City. They got a broad network. <clears throat> they got a broad network. Uh, and you have both uh, broke the phone system. I did. You managed to get so much attention, so much excitement around yeah. Father Nathan Goble that the phone shut down and they made zero dollars. <laughs> On the telephone. They were scrambling. <laughs> they were scrambling. It was so bad. Uh, the, um, yeah, um, I was on today, uh, 3.15, probably could have let podcast land know. It'd be fun to have some podcast listeners listen in and then, and then send it. I, I tried to explain the podcast to her, but she, the lady that I was with, Kelly, was very nervous about the fact that the phone system was broken. I mean, it is a phonathon, so that is an important part of the, uh, of the, um, you know, yeah. fundraising effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, How can people make the pledge? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, she was not really interested in the podcast. So, Uh-oh. whatever. No, no, no. This was about Catholic radio. It's a Cindy. Cindy. Um, it's an EWTN. Yeah, they they broadcast. Is that like a gang? Syndicate, no. um, crime syndicate. Yeah, I guess. But I thought it's an it's an outpost of EWTN Radio. Yeah. So uh, they broadcast most of the time EWTN Radio. Um, so they were they were doing. I actually thought we were going to pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy on the air. So I showed up by three o'clock so that I could pray the Chaplet of oh, Divine nice. Mercy. And they're like, "Oh no, it's just a recording." Yeah. I'm like, "Come on, can't we do it?" I think they recorded at that uh, Mother Angelica. Right. Whatever. whatever. But it was nice to get a little break. The lady, uh, this lady, Kelly, um, she broadcasts from seven in the morning until six at night, five days in a row for the phone. Just for the phone. For the phone a thon. And she's got to do that for multiple stations. And she's cool as a cucumber. Yeah. I I was like, I was like, she looks unflappable. She'd never heard of the podcast. Um, She wasn't terrible. As I said, she wasn't terribly interested. I didn't do a very good job of explaining it. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. My sisters Hannah and Marsha tried to call in, but <sighs> phones were down. I know. Uh, it, that would have been great. I don't know if they pledged or they just said hello, uh, but they did send a text message. Oh, uh, yeah. I hope you pledged, girls. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fine. They said, Hannah and I called Catholic Radio, didn't air our message. We're hoping to call you out on your infamous camping rap video. Oh, yeah. Um, I At one point in time, we were camping, and I sang... I think I sang most of. They think I got all the lyrics. People think I know all the lyrics, but you can sing songs in such a way that you just kind of hum through the parts you don't know. But you know a lot more than anybody else. 
I do know a lot. I, I yeah. I what I, was it? Gangsters Paradise. Uh no, it was uh I think Regulators. Yeah. Um, the other dun, one dun, 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 was um. Yeah, I. Whatever. I I don't remember what I was going to say. But good times Any, on the radio. It was. It was. It was. It was very chill. Um, people did end up pledging. I was very grateful for that. A lot of our parishioners called in, so it was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just I was just asking random questions. I asked her, "What was your favorite jingle uh, growing up in terms of commercials?" So, uh, like, do you do you do you remember the one that's like one eight eight five eight seven six five three Empire? Oh yeah. I don't know what the whatever. I'd have to look it up on my phone. But um, yeah, like I mean that that jingle has stayed with me for forever, you know. And I remember exactly what they were doing whenever they were doing it. So I would say, well, this is more recent. This is from from my childhood. But do 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 do. Me encanta. Me encanta. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one up in Minnesota. That's here we go. Save big money at Menard. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, dude, when I'm driving in Illinois, uh, recently I went home, and anytime I saw a farm and fleet, I'm like, hottest wicked people in America. <laughs> I'm like, I, I sometimes will call my dad. I'm like, dad, do you know that the hardest working people in America find value <laughs> at farm and fleet? They call it fleet farm up in um, yeah, fleet in farm. It's farm and fleet down, down where we are. I don't know why. Um, but uh, yeah, Menards, save big money. Yeah, say big money. I don't know. I I don't. I can't remember a whole lot of the jingles. My favorite, probably when I was in Fargo, was like, um, it's like, uh, hornbuckers, hornbuckers. I don't know. What is a hornbuckers? Hornbuckers is the grocery store. The other one was in Springfield, the Shop and Save. It was a big. It was a big paper bag with a big deep voice. He was like, "The more you shop." <laughs> The more you save for total value, it's shop and save. And I was like, man, can we go to that place? It sounds amazing. But you know, That's we, an effective jingle. We were a Kroger people. Yeah, King we, Supers is Kroger. We were a Kroger, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, gosh. King Supers and Kroger's both had uh, shootings in the last, whatever, six to eight months. I don't know how long it's yeah, been. Yeah, um, really? Yeah, there was a shooting at a Kroger's in Tennessee terrifying so uh we did that funeral for do the you think do you think that from the king supers there are um there are spirits afoot and do you think that in some way there's an increased target on grocery stores in part because of the generosity of the people who served in them during covid like anytime there's like good then evil like lurks yeah. around i don't know yeah, I mean it's an interesting thought. I figured it was just the random acts of violence, you know, innocent people. Yeah, you know, usually family people at the grocery store. So I would, I mean, that kind of violence. There's no doubt in my mind that there's evil spirits involved. Right. I mean, people losing their head like driving that, them, doing something so something. absolutely, yeah, insane and terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, our prayers go out uh, to all the people who have been, you know, disaffected by by that, or uh, not disaffected. That makes it sound like they're out of a job, like they they're scared. I mean, they're they're scared to go to the yeah. just normal places, and some of them have lost 
family members or friends. So um, we do pray for them. Um, <clears throat> on a related note, <clears throat> uh, recently I went to Costco and inquired about uh, asking whether or not you can buy a case of something. Um, I wanted to buy a case of something because it's already a prepackaged box. It's already perfect. Isn't that all they do? Like bulk? Right, but I wanted I wanted to buy the entire box. Like a pallet. Kind of, yeah. Can I ask what it was? Well, that's exactly what the lady said. She said, can I ask what it was? And I said, tampons. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I so, don't know so, if so, you should buy so, the... By so, the pallet. Exactly. So here's the story. Can, okay? I, can I inquire further? We I are gonna, I'm, I'm, here go. to t- I'm here to tell this story, okay? <clears throat> it's a very awkward transition, so I apologize. It just came into my head. We were talking about Kroger's, but anyways, we're moving on. Okay. Um, He's buying boxes of tampons. So um, a friend of mine uh, went recently into a religious order. Wink. Um, and I asked her before she left what is one thing that you're afraid or nervous about not having and she said um premier or premium premium feminine hygiene products okay because it's like yeah, there's right. a difference between according to her there's a difference between high high cost high grade and low grade I know the difference between good toothbrushes and bad toothbrushes. Yeah. I know the difference between good toilet paper and bad toilet paper. I don't know that experience, and I'm just going to leave it at that. But when she says that, I paid attention. And then the other question I said was, um, what, uh, what frivolous item are you most nervous about not having? And she said, uh, sprouts, gummy bears. Sprouts gummy bears. Sprouts. Sprouts being the grocery store. Exactly. The, like natural. Yep, natural grocers. They're, really? They're vegan. They're vegan. They're very tasty. I think they're like 15 flavors. Um, anyways, so um, the other day, and this is it's going to lead into the podcast that I want to talk about, um, I was preaching on um, if you don't know where your local uh, monastery is, it's like not knowing where your hardware store is. If you need, if you need grout recently, haven't you been grouting trying to... Yeah, we're doing stuff at the house. I've been doing more like lawn stuff, but yeah, where do I get my new hose? You've been rolling down to Ace probably. Yeah, I have. Lowe's, Lowe's Home Depot. Home Depot. I know where they're at. Menards back in the day. Yep. Uh, Say... That's right. So uh, if you don't know where that is, it's going to be really hard for you to find what you need. You can get certain things at certain places, but it's it's very helpful to go down to your local, hopefully independent hardware store, you know, independently owned hardware store. Anyways, so the point was, if you need prayer, where do you go? Like, where where are you supposed to go? Yeah. And grandma. A lot of a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people shop local. Yep. You know, they go to grandma. They uh, perhaps ask their local priest. Um, they have certain uh, people that they, you know, kind of go to because they know like they, they're, they're, they have the habit of prayer or they have a holy life. Um, so they'll ask. But my thing is, if you really need something of that kind of quantity or that specific kind, you got to go to the pros. You got to go to the pros. Yeah. Go to the pros who know. Yeah. It's like maybe grandma and 
even the priest sometimes is like the that local DIY guy that you know, mm-hmm. who's like pretty good at stuff, yeah. pretty handy, and so would know some stuff. But they're not going to know everything. They're not the expert, and they might not be the one to get the job done. You know, the right? Pros, pros are at the monastery. I see what you're saying. Pros, because why would you say they're pros? Uh, it's their whole life, for one. Yep. Um, they're close to God, presumably, and they um, they just live a life of prayer, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's their bread and butter. That's what they've given their life to do, is to intercede on behalf of people. Yep. Sometimes it's very specific. Like, I think in the Benedictines, you go to, to seek holiness. I know that the Carmelites, they are specifically pray for priests and religious mm-hmm. like that's part of their they're mission. a living holocaust yeah that's their, Yo, whole, that's, that's that's their whole point yeah they want to offer themselves as a living sacrifice on the altar mm-hmm. so it's not just that they're they're professionals in that they're so much better than us they are but i would also say like that's what they do as their life yeah. their life is a prayer so, uh, in Denver area, what are, name four monasteries that you can go to, con- monasteries, convents, that you can go to for prayer, to ask for prayer? I go to Carmel in Littleton. Okay. I go to um, the Poor Clares at St. Patrick's up in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. I will go to, well, i ask my missionaries of charity, but they're not technically a convent right that's true they're active religious active contemplatives contemplatives that's right that's true they're active contemplatives and then there are some um i don't even know what they are those mexican sisters at the seminary yes yeah i think they're are they I think, carmelites? I think carmelites i think you're right mm-hmm. yeah carmelites yeah so, there's my four that's perfect you I have mean, a pretty good idea of uh, where you can go and their their unique specialization, just like you would, you know, for plumbers or HVAC or um, I don't know, roofing, gutters, um, heating. I'm, I'm trying to think of other things like related to a house, yeah, lawn yeah. maintenance, sprinkler care. Um, you would you would have different different religious orders that would be responsible, you know, for that. Um, not the actual activity, but like each of them have their own charism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would you say that most of the people uh, feel comfortable going to a convent or a monastery? Like that they would just feel comfortable going up there and knocking on the door and talking with... No, I would say your average Catholic, no. Some people get used to it because they make particular friends or they get related to the mm-hmm. monastery they visit. It only, maybe I'll say it this way, it only takes one interaction before you feel like family and then you're very uh, comfortable going back. Like Olive Garden. When you're here, you're <laughs> yes, family. exactly. Unlimited breadsticks at the Benedictine Monastery. That's, um, I would, that I think you're right though that most people mm-hmm. would feel intimidated by that. Sometimes I tell people in the confessional, I want you to go to bring mm. flowers to the missionaries at charity. Wow, great. Just to get them introduced mm-hmm. so that they're comfortable, you know? What was the first monastery you ever visited or convent? Ooh. Do you remember? Did your parents take you? Did you find it on your own? Oh, ooh. I, I'm not actually sure. I think maybe just visiting through Conception Abbey or 
Benedictine when I was in college seminary. Hmm. I don't think I was taken to. A, a, I, we were we would go to the Littleton Museum. It was real close to the Carmel. Yeah, I we never visited the Carmel. I just um no. I mean, I it was much later. I don't even know if maybe when Rome, when I was actually like, no, I had visited Walburga, the Benedictines okay. there. Yeah. But in Rome, I started serving as a chaplain. I was asked to serve as a chaplain for the MCs, and mm-hmm. then then it became very normal. And also like. It was like an, a window into this world that now that I'm aware that it's there, it's like I can't get enough. I just scheduled my uh, five-day retreat, and I'm going up to um, Snowmass, to the Not, tra- Trappist Monastery Seriously? up there. Yeah, two weeks from now, I'll be cool. up there, man. Probably when this airs. I love that stuff, man, praying yeah. with those guys. Yep. And just, yeah, like you say, being in that environment, being able to ask for help and ask the right people who you know you know, they're dependable, you know? Yeah. Like, if you ask me for prayers, I will say a prayer for you, but yes. I get so many requests, and it's not my whole project. Yep. So then I'm just not as dependable as, you know, they put it on their they put it on their list, and it stays there for a month, and you're prayed for by name. Your intention is prayed for by name hey, every I, day. It's, it's not just a month, and, and the reason why I say that is part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is... Um, so I had a friend, uh, I had a friend just petition me for prayer and going through a tough time, her family needs it. And, uh, and I said, okay, yeah, I'll pray. And then at some point I was like, this is bigger than I can handle. So I decided to make a, a pit stop over by uh, the Carmelites. I was in the area, so I, I just drove over. And um, for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> uh, some cloisters... They have a door that you can go in, you ring the bell, and then go in, and then you you go to the, what's called the grate. Uh, so it's a it's a uh, kind of like a, f- a fence that yeah, you can't see through. What do you uh, call that? Thatch or something? Yeah, it's like a but it's like a grate, like a yeah. Uh, but they have like some sort of fabric in between, so you can't see one another. Um, or I I don't think she can see me. Um, but, um, and then you just talk to whoever's there. Like, um, it's kind of like being in a confessional uh, on the other yeah, side. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you're, you're speaking to, to a sister. And, um, so I, I spoke, this is, uh, um, uh, the mother superior. So I just asked her f- for prayer, uh, for this intention, as well as, you know, for an, a number of other things that I needed. Um, and, uh, she was very receptive to it, you know, like not a problem. I needed some masses said, uh, for, uh, some people who had passed away. And, and so, uh, she kind of directed me, uh, towards, uh, getting those done for, um, she said that there's some missions that take intentions. So sometimes churches don't have enough intentions. So, uh, you know, they send them over to third world countries or whatever. And then I'm getting ready to walk out. I'm getting ready to just say goodbye, whatever. And she said, oh, by the way, Father, how is your mom doing after her stroke? Mm. And I literally stop in my tracks and I said, I, she's doing good. Um, I completely forgot that she had that stroke, sister. Wow. Um, the reason why is because I asked the sisters to pray when I was at Cabrini 
nine nine years, years ago. Ooh, nine years ago. Wow. Uh, every time that sister was going through her list of intentions, she was praying for my mom. Wow. In the last in the last nine years, uh, my mom has had a stroke, um, and also has had her marriage blessed in the church and begun her life as a Catholic again. Uh, and I'm like, wow. Like I completely forgot that the sisters would be interceding for this. Completely. Well, um, nine years is a long time. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I've no, it's not not nine years, seven years. Even Sorry, so. seven years. I've only been ordained seven years. Even so, you know, my guess was a month. You stay on the list. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's to me like that was that was so crazy because I had totally forgotten that intention, and I. I'd handed it over, everything turned out fine, whatever, and then I I walked away. And then she was like, "Hey, can I can I stop can I stop praying for this or, you know, can I get an update?" Cuz like when you give the intention, sometimes we don't let them know. Yeah. Here's how it's going. Go back. You remember those those lepers? Right. Jesus heals. Right. One comes back. Right. Mm. So it was it was a lesson for me about I need to inform them without like giving them the the daily update or the weekly update. Um, if I entrust that prayer intention to them, to actually give them the the peace and the joy of here's how it's here's how it's worked out. Wow, yeah. Um, so I was so I was so moved. I was so so grateful um, that I was like, um, sisters, what do you need? You know what? What are your what are your needs right now in the monastery? And she's like, "We need uh, toilet paper." This is literally after I'd gone to Costco. She's like, "We need toilet paper, uh, bleach, paper towels, bottled water." And I'm like, "I'm on it, sisters." <laughs> nice. You know, like, and it brought me such joy because it was like, "What can I do for you?" Absolutely. Not just like what you know. How can I bribe you to to make my prayer intentions? But also to realize like. They are dependent on me to uh, who live in the world to provide yeah. for some of their worldly needs. Yeah, and those I re- sisters in the Carmel are there. You know, they just live in there. They don't drive cars. They're cloistered. They don't go and serve anybody. Yep. They they don't uh, have you know technology in the in the convent. When you go, you they shut the door. And your community are the women in front of you and God, you know, and it's a blessed life, mm-hmm. you know, just joy and peace and simplicity. And you get to peek in for Therese of Lisieux and some of these writers, you know, mm-hmm. Teresa of Avila. Yep. Um, you get to kind of see through the, the grill um, be, as a gift, you know, the mother superior told Therese, um, I want you to write this stuff down as a gift to the rest of the church. But wow. For the most part, we don't. Her her feast is next week, so I was thinking on her anyway. But mm-hmm. that she's Carmelite, so they're just in there, and they need people to help them out. So you didn't get the tampons for them. I I'm still wondering the fate of the tampons. Didn't get the tampons for them. Okay, so uh, we're gonna finish the story because okay. everybody's waiting on the story, and then we'll get to a brief teaching. Um, so uh, for my friend who entered the convent, I asked the lady. I said, "How much?" Uh, how much, how many cases, how many boxes are in a case? And she was like, there are like 48 boxes in a case. 
And I'm like, okay, uh, how much does each box cost? I think it was around 16, 16 to twenty dollars. Um, and then I'm like doing the math. I'm like, dude, that's like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, this is like it's an eight hundred dollar case. And then she goes, wait a second, this isn't for you. <laughs> now, just so you know, I'm not in my collar. Okay, like I I could go no further into this. Uh, like as a representative of the church. So I, I did wear a polo shirt and make the request. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mail it. Cause I thought it would be easier to just mail a case yeah. versus individual boxes. And she says, Oh, you do know that Costco, like, you know, is an online store. Like you can order you everything go. online. They'll just deliver it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So I go on, I make my order, it's perfect, everything's fine. Ladies, you're, I know you're thinking to yourself, what did he get? We got the pearls, you know, Tampax pearls, everybody's happy. So um, I get the two different kinds, mail them, send it, and then they're like, we need an email address. <laughs> you're going into the metadata. I'm like, come on, you're man. You're going to get ads. Oh, <laughs> So I was like, do I put somebody else's address? Like, and then I was like, somebody's going to think that their credit card's been hacked. Yeah. And so whatever. And, and then I was like, do, do I make a mail uh, email address? You humble yourself. I said, so I just, I sent it. Okay. So I sent uh, 16 boxes, 16 boxes to uh, an active order. And then I sent 16 boxes to a contemplative order. Not the Carmelites, a different one. Because I was like, one asked, one asked because she knew that that was the need that she would have and that the community would have. Yeah. The other ones are cloistered and they're not asking, but they still have needs. Yeah. And it's a good gift. So I would but say- But this isn't like, they don't have rules against it with their poverty. They don't have yeah. like, you know, we have a certain standard. They take whatever they receive. It sounds a little like contraband. You know, it's like you're smuggling cigarettes into the jail or something. Well, I mean, like, you know, the difference between, you know, store bought, uh, store bought Cheerios and like the legit real Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Like there's just a, there's just a different quality, uh, different taste, you know? And so I'm like, if I, the reason why I say it is because when I encourage people to give, I'm like, give what you would normally give to yourself. Don't just try to buy in bulk because the sisters don't care. Like, they're just happy to receive whatever. Yeah. No, I think in some sense they do care, and you should buy for them what you what you buy what for you yourself. What you would get. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the well, reason good why- on you, man. I like it. I like <laughs> the humility. I like the awkward. You're just, you know, driving into the curve in order to uh, help people, you know, and really take care of, like, you know, a precious group of um I don't know, sisters in the church. They're like, exactly. That's about as far as I want to go into that story. Okay. Um, but what I would say is, I think it's a beautiful lesson for us to know, like, uh, we have needs, and at times we have to recognize our poverty before the Lord and say, Lord, I, I depend on you to fulfill, like, me. Mm. And the reality is we go to these we go to these ones who have divested themselves of everything so that we can receive a good that only the Lord can give. Mm. And so we, we ask for uh, intercession. 
We ask for, for them to intercede for us, to actually ask on our behalf to the Lord. We can ask ourselves, that's the prayer of petition, but we can also ask others to intercede for us um, and to fulfill our needs when we can't fulfill them ourselves. So, so you got you got the you got the worldly side. You're taking care of them from this side, exactly, and they're taking care of you from that side because yes. they got the the treasury of grace Costco on that side, and right. they're going to take care of you, right? Exactly. And the the point being that they have they live an abandonment to divine providence. Like in this year of St. Joseph, you can read countless stories of religious orders or even just families who have abandoned themselves to the providence of St. Joseph. And anytime they need something, they just ask St. Joseph. And they will be down to the last scrap and then boom, it'll show up. Yeah. Like it just, you get down to the end and then it shows up. And it's like, if God does that for bottled water and bleach and other items, can he also do it for the needs that we have spiritually where, Lord, I'm down to the, I'm down to the end. Yeah. I got nothing. Like, yeah. I'm begging you. And I'm asking others to beg on my behalf. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I receive not only what I needed, but I receive even more than I could possibly have imagined. Like what that sister was praying for, for my mom, wasn't just uh, the healing from the stroke. Somehow she was also including like, you know, every gift and grace. And, and now it's like, wow, like how did that happen? Because I entrusted to somebody who was poor. Mm. How do you get what you want? You ask someone who's poor. Yeah, that's cool. I really like that. that to and, me, it, and 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 yeah, you're right. I mean, she's healed from the stroke um, to a certain. I mean, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. I'm sure the prayers had an effect, and she there was some serious spiritual growth. Yeah, sounds like you know, and that that yeah, prayer is real. Grace is real. The treasury of grace is, is real, and I like that though. Ask someone who's poor, and and then someone who's uh, dependent on providence. Because they really trust. Remember Jesus says, if you have faith, you can move a mountain. Yep. And I don't, like, there's also this thing where, like, it comes to my mind, well, what if a Protestant said, well, we can just go to Jesus. Why do we need nuns to do anything mm. for us? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, because that's the way Jesus set it up. And that's the way that in God's providence, he wants us to help each other because mm-hmm. we're a body and we aren't saved alone. Um, but also... I don't, I mean, there is a growth in faith. And just because I'm a priest doesn't mean I have as much faith or at a certain moment I'm going to have as much faith as sisters who learn lessons of providence and trust mm. constantly. Yeah. And they just know if you ask God, God will do it. So they can ask, ask anything in my name. You know, if you have any, ask anything with faith and you can move mountains and they will. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the teaching that I have, it's very brief. I mean, uh, if you want to look, I don't think we need to get into it, but um, uh, paragraphs 2629, 2634, uh, and 2637 in the Catechism are on the definition of what is a prayer of petition, what is a prayer of intercession, and what is a prayer of thanksgiving. All different ways in which we can pray. Um, but I wanted to get into the, the the point about poverty and kind of our relationship 
um, with spiritual poverty and, and kind of worldly poverty. So this is 2547 of the Catechism. The Lord grieves over the rich because they find their consolation in the abundance of goods. Let the proud seek and love earthly kingdoms, but blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Abandonment to the providence of the Father in heaven frees us from anxiety about tomorrow. Trust in God is a preparation for the blessedness of the poor, for they shall see God. And I just I just marvel at that, the abandonment to the providence of the Father in heaven, which frees us from anxiety about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Many people have anxieties, worldly anxieties about what is going to happen worldly to them. Other people have uh, spiritual anxieties about what's going to happen to them uh, in the spiritual sense, and sometimes they're 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 both kind of crossing one another. Um, if you ask your heavenly Father for a snake or, or for an egg, would He hand you a snake, mm-hmm. or for a rock if you a loaf of bread? You know, like if you ask, ask in faith and believe, like it will be done for you. So that. That petition that um, that I made to that to that sister, I didn't know how it was going to be be answered, and some sister made a petition long ago, and randomly her prayers were answered, but not probably in the moment when she wanted it to be done. Yeah, um, and it didn't happen for me in the same way, or for this family in the same way, right? Whenever they needed it to be done, but uh, it's beautiful to to know like. God, God does hear and minister our our prayers, administer our prayers through the intercession, the earthly intercession of one another. Such a beautiful ecclesial kind of gift, mm-hmm. uh, where we depend on those who have left the world, and in some sense, those who have left the world depend on those who are still in the world. It's kind of the the lay state and the religious state, the complementarity. Yeah, the cooperation there, yeah. So my my challenge, the first monastery I ever visited, the first religious I ever met was a Dominican. Um, I never went to her convent, uh, didn't know her. She just came to our church to teach religious ed, sweet lady, Sister Marianne Nolan, uh, who when I told her I was going to be a priest, she goes, are you going to be a Dominican? And I said, oh. no, diocesan. She goes, oh. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, she loves her order. But the other one uh, was uh, when I went off to Focus uh, in college, I went and visited Blue Cloud Abbey in South Dakota, yeah. Marvin, South Dakota. Wild. That's Benedictines, right? Wild dudes, yes. Yeah. Not, no longer in existence. Uh, they, they disbanded. I think they moved to a different monastery, whatever. But... Um, it was amazing to feel like you mentioned that welcoming from that community um, and to know these people are out there. And right now, wherever you are in the United States, throughout the world, somewhere is a monastery or a convent that is actually like dependent upon people of faith. Yeah. So my challenge is to go and find your local monastery slash convent, and then just introduce yourself and then be, and then ask them like, sisters, what do you need at this time? And then, uh, maybe spoil them. Like there's some sisters, whenever I go up to uh, Walburga, uh, I make chai for them. Nice. Cause they're ne- They're not, do you think that they have chai like right. in the, yeah, you go for a Starbucks run. Yeah. Not, not going to happen. 
So, uh, so just completely spoil them with some rando gift. Uh, I also sent 20 pounds to the same convent uh, that got the pearls. I got 20 pounds of, of Sprouts gummy bears. Yeah, you know? there it is. So just random things, random acts of uh, love bombs. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you're a sweet guy. <laughs> I hate to... I hate to point it out but it's true uh, that gives me a lot of hope i mean there's some stuff that i feel like you know i'm hitting a log jam not sure where to go right here in uh for various things and it does cause anxiety and mm. i forget there are there are resources there is recourse i'm not on my own and i'm not just like calculating okay did this work okay i'm gonna better try this other prayer or right. i better try this other strategy or whatever yeah so thanks for reminding me. There you go. Brilliant. Brilliant. People take care of us. In front of me is a beautiful children's hymnal called High God. High God. Melody and guitar accompaniment. I won't, because I'm making fun of it, I won't give you the <laughs> author. But it is definitely a cheesy when is the, when once is, upon a time hymnal that has been donated to the companion. When is the publication date on that? So I want to say 60. Soon we will five. be singing Giant Love Ball song. And 65. I'm looking at 1973. Oh, 73. There you go. Uh, well, there's some that go back to the 60s, too. Yep. So there it is Giant Love Ball song. Reach out. Um, Reach out. Joy, joy, joy. Listen, listen. Yeah, we got some new favorites. Okay. And then we got uh, a bottle of Montana 1889 bourbon whiskey. Did they uh, Did they send both? They These did are not. the same people? No, no, no. This is different. So okay, I was going to say that would be quite here. the care package. That would be a combo. Now, the uh, Giant Love Balls from Jamie Kusek out in Nebraska. And then Tom and Kat Greeny, who I think live here in Louisville, Colorado. Yeah. But we're in Montana and they were listening to monotasking and said, Got it. like, monotasking. <laughs> and sent you some Montana whiskey from Perfect. There. Thinking of you. Thank you. So, thank you all. Um, Shoot, I forgot. And I want to say, uh, give a shout to my um, my friend, Sister Dolores, out in, um, in Maryland. The She's a Carmelite, so she's never going to hear this anyway. Nice. Anyway. She prays for me, and she prays for... I'll send my intentions over to her convent as well. Um, I want to give a shout-out to a guy whose name I don't remember. Uh, he was a Green Bay Packer fan from uh, Cabrini. And one of the reasons why I, I got in touch with this Carmelite monastery is because he said... Um, Father, I bring, I bring food over to the sisters, so I can just make you an extra plate. And I'm like, they have their own food. Like, I mean, like, they, they make their own food. And he's like, yeah, I know, but sometimes, like, they don't want to cook, so, like, I'll just make them, I'll make them a whole thing. So just let me know, and I'll, I'll bring you a little, you know, portion. And I was like, you can do that? Like, you can just spoil the sisters? Like, because he made, like, really good stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, Father, every year I bring them lobsters on, oh, uh, yeah. on I think it was St. Therese's feast day. I bring him fresh lobsters. He was so happy about that, you know? <laughs> sure. And I was like, I was like, man, if you've got sins to atone for, 
Um, maybe you should just be the dude that brings lobsters to the sisters. So, great dude. Hey, man, these are good ideas. I love it. Check I, it out. I, I don't think they want to eat my cooking. I don't think my cooking is all that. I think that's a punishment, a penance. Certain, I'll bring it during Lent. Certain ones. Make the pretzels again. All right, folks. Go go go! Check out your local monastery and don't take my word oh, for it. Oh, you know what? Last last one before your button bump is um, d- uh, Dan and Willie Cusera were at the uh, cathedral today. She told me that she made uh, six dozen zucchini breads for Whoa. the for the seminarians there at the Lord's house, and she just freezes. I mean, talk about a case! Wow, of zucchini bread. So anyway, clutch. Love you. CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out. Uh, yeah. Go, lo- go love on your locals. Laters. Laters.